Welcome to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. The Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series is dedicated to providing internet marketing education to physicians for better business development and overall patient communication. Hi, this is Mike Dubkowski, and welcome to our podcast series today. We're really excited to have Nancy Marshall Communications in the house today. Nancy, say hi. Hi, it's nice to be here with you, Mike. Awesome. And we also have Jessica from Nancy Marshall Communications as well. Hi, thanks for having us. And Sarah Gelbert from Glacial is going to help us out today with some stuff. Hi, nice to be here as well. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for being here today. We're really excited about having you and doing some work with you. And the topic of today's podcast is really going to be to explain the Marshall Plan. Now, when people hear about the Marshall Plan, they might think of the World War II plan put forth by George Marshall, but this is not that plan. This is the Nancy Marshall Plan and how her plan becomes like the PR be-all, end-all for anybody that needs to do PR, whether it be traditional or digital. Um, Nancy, welcome. Thank you. And tell us how you came up with the name Marshall Plan and what that means um, for for customers of yours. Thanks, Mike. Well, years ago when I was working in marketing and PR, there were times when I was working so hard but had no idea if we were ac- accomplishing any of our result or our goals. Um, you know, we were getting results, but. We didn't really know if the money that was being spent was leading to anything that was strategic. So I came up with the idea of creating a plan that we could do for clients, but also a process to create the plan so that everybody from our client's side could buy into it. Because as you know, it's really critical when you have a plan that people buy into it if they're going to be involved with its implementation. So. Uh, we created this thing called the Marshall Plan, and of course, you know, my last name is Marshall, and uh, I knew that the Marshall Plan after World War II was quite successful, so I thought, why not get a trademark, actually, right. and return the Marshall Plan, and that, that's in the category of marketing and communication, that I own the tra- trademark. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But so, it's as much of a process as it is a plan. Uh, we have 65 steps we go through over the course of three months to create one of these plans. And every single one that we do is totally customized to the client and and what their needs are. So, um, you know, the the first step is we do research to figure out what is the current situation of the client. Um, Then we have a discovery meeting where we uh, really try to get granular with what their goals are and what they've done in the past, what has worked, what has not worked. And so you create a plan and you actually present this plan to the client and they get the opportunity to buy off off on it, uh, give you input. How does that process, is that part of the discovery process? Throughout the three months that we're working on writing this plan, we're involving the client. Um, There are three very long meetings over the course of the three months where we sit with the client. There probably are going to be about four people from Nancy Marshall Communications and sometimes up to eight people from the client side. And so uh, we're involved with the client. We just recently did one for Thornton Academy, for example, which is a a private school in Southern Maine, Saco, Maine. And um, for them, it was really transformational. I mean, they... They were going to be hiring a new sort of vice president of communications, a very high-level employee. But 
actually what ended up happening as part of the process is they discovered that they had people already on their staff so they didn't need to bring in a new person and we helped them organize this amazing marketing and development office as part of the plan and then the plan included like sort of to-do lists and benchmarks and measures of performance for each of the people on their team. Now, do you help them track those tasks? Or, I mean, it seems like doing all those tasks and putting it all together in a system could be very valuable. Yeah, uh, the plan actually includes a to-do list going forward three years. I'll let Jessica talk about it. She's been involved with writing several of the plans. Great, Jessica. So with the tactics, they're broken out into different categories. So marketing, online marketing, digital marketing, just everything that the client would need or has requested. And then each of those tactics actually belong to a timeline. It belongs to a budget and it goes per quarter for each year. So we get very, very down to like this month, you need to be doing these things and this month follow up with these things. Um, it also includes a ton of measurement dashboards, templates. Um, really, it's just like your roadmap to success. It also helps for whoever's going to be managing the person. So, for example, you know, at Thornton Academy, they have this new department now. And so the head of school can refer to this plan now. And when he's having meetings with his staff, he can go to the list and say, okay, have we accomplished these things? And then have you used the measurement dashboard to show, for example, what, what's the engagement with your audiences? So we have ways that we can measure through social media and through Google Analytics, you know, what, what's the engagement? And then whatever's the ultimate goal, whether it's raising money or selling tickets to an event or getting more students. You know, they're trying to get students from all over the world. Yeah. Um, so we have metrics for that as well. So, um, you know, obviously you have to measure whatever matters in your marketing department. And um, so measurement's a really important part of the Marshall Plan. So would you say that the Marshall Plan will be good for any kind of demographic? Like, is there an industry that it's better for per se? No, actually, when I think back, we've been doing these for about 15 years. We've done them in education. We've done them in healthcare. We've done them in government, tourism. Uh, we've done trade associations, uh, law firms, universities. So um, I think the process works with any kind of organization because the beautiful thing about it is it really pulls out the institutional knowledge that the people who work at that place have, and then adds the layer of our experience in working in marketing every day. So it really doesn't matter what industry it's in. Um, you know, it, it starts with what are your goals, and then we look at the avatars or the personas that they're trying to connect with. So, you know, if it was a, a medical practice, we would look at what is the avatar of an ideal patient for that medical practice, for example, or for a school, what is the persona or avatar for your ideal student? Um, so and like we did one for the Bar Harbor Main Chamber of Commerce and looked at the kinds of visitors that they're trying to attract. And obviously they're just going gangbusters up in Bar Harbor, Maine, attracting cruise ships and bus tours and, uh, weddings and all kinds of events. So uh, that is a success story. Uh, we also have a success story with an, or an organization called JMG, 
which is in schools throughout Maine. It used to be called Jobs for Maine Graduates, um, but we rebranded them as part of this process and, re, re, and named them JMG and came up with a whole new logo and visual identities and, and uh, visual standards and a whole new website. Uh, so we came up with all new branding and collateral materials for them. And their growth has been phenomenal since that, that plan was finalized. They've been raising a lot more money and getting a lot more engagement. So you had mentioned like this discovery and the, the process is really fascinating to me here. Um, tell us about some of the other parts of this process. Um, you, you mentioned the midterm part, um, approvals. How does that all come together once you finish discovery? So we once we finish that first discovery meeting, we go away and we do competitive analysis. So for whatever the organization is, we're going to look at other organizations both in their region and then across the country and maybe even around the world and look at who's doing successful marketing um, and what are they doing exactly. And again, because of the web and social, you can see so much about what people are doing for their marketing. Um, then we actually uh, do these avatars. And Jessica, do you want to talk about the avatars a little bit? Sure. Um, so the avatars are kind of the demographic that the organization is, are looking for. And what we do in the discovery meeting is give everybody sticky notes and then have them envision their perfect customer. Write down their name, their age, what they drive, um, you know, music they listen to, what brands are they wearing, and then we put it up on to our big sticky board and find the common factors between all the avatars. Um, then that piece goes right into the Marshall Plan. Yeah, we write a story like, yeah. you know, say um, a, a hotel group, you know, we've done these for hotel groups and they're trying to attract somebody from Newburyport, Massachusetts, and we'll write a little story about Carol and Joe or a couple from Newburyport, and they drive a Toyota Highlander, and they have a corgi dog, and they have two children, and they listen to public radio, and they read National Geographic Traveler. And so we tell a whole story about these people, what their tastes are, and what their media consumption is, so that then we can better connect with them. And those of you who know about social media marketing, I mean, if you plug those traits into Facebook or Google, you really can then target Carol and Joe from Newburyport or people like them. So um, if you really know your customer and then you really know how to describe what you're selling to them and can really communicate that clearly across all platforms, um, I always say that if you break marketing down, ultimately it's, it's the message and it's the audience and then the, m the means of communicating that that's really what marketing is, right? There's, there's yeah. what you're selling, who you're selling to, and how you're selling it. So once you get the plan put together and the messaging, <clears throat> tell us about the implementation process. Um, it seems like that's a pretty big deal and that's something you also do. Yeah, sometimes clients choose to have us implement the plan for them. And usually we know sort of um, in the last phase of writing this plan whether the client's going to have us implement it or if they want to implement it internally. So we'll write the plan accordingly. If we know they're going to implement it internally, we actually will write the plan almost so that uh, there are checklists for their internal people so they can carry it out themselves. But many of our um, best clients that we have, we have a client called the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds, which is a 
um, a healthcare client at Mass General Hospital. It's tied in with Harvard Medical School in Boston. And um, they've been having us implement their plan for several years now. And uh, again, they've had incredible growth because of, um, of being strategic. Otherwise, you know, with marketing, you can waste so much time and so much money if you have no idea what you're doing. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if people are like, oh, okay, let's try making pens with our logo and we'll give them out, you know, or let's try doing this trade show or let's try this, let's try that. If there's just, if there's no strategy behind it, um, you're just constantly just spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere. So tell us about these key components. You have media audit, market research, competitor analysis. You got SWOT analysis on here, um, situation analysis. I've always been, I've always liked SWOT analysis, but do businesses have a hard time implementing them when you get the plan? Is the what do they do with it typically? Well, the SWOT analysis really is part of the discovery process to inform what your plan is. So. Obviously, you want to sell to your strengths. So in that very first discovery meeting, we're going through what are our real strengths and what are our weaknesses? What do we need to overcome as part of this process? Then we look at what are the opportunities. So maybe there's low-hanging fruit that nobody's really ever gone after. So let's go after the lowest-hanging fruit first. That's Those are the sales that you can make in an organization um, you know, without spending a lot of time or money. So um, the Maine Maple Products Association is a client that we worked with, and one of their members um, took one of our suggestions and ended up getting a huge contract. Huge with two um, national retail stores, like enormous. So, and, and it was one of those things where he's never thought about going bigger. And after the whole process, he was like, why can't I? So he really took stride yeah. the took process gave him confidence yeah, yeah to, you inspired him yeah and then he sent us this huge <laughs> he sent us a huge <laughs> box of of maple whoopie pies <laughs> 24 of them <laughs> to thank us but he said he said you know if he hadn't participated in that process he would have never thought of approaching a national based retailer and he got the biggest contract that he'd ever had that, in that's great tell us a few more success stories or case studies of of customers this this is interesting well, we're working with the Orvis company now. Um, we just completed a, a Marshall plan for them, and Jessica's been implementing a lot of the of the assets or the facets of that plan. Mm -hmm. um, one of the main things for the Orvis plan was that it was just specifically PR. So we didn't do any of the marketing tactics or anything like that. We just did PR only, um, and we went through the areas of their business like men's apparel, women's apparel home and gift, dogs, um, fly fishing, wing shooting, and created tactics and, and pitches for each of those different areas, as well as the most wanted media list. So one of the uh, initiatives in that was promoting their Fly Fishing 101, which is their introduction of fly fishing, and that's a way to get new customers into the funnel for them. So again, Jessica's been implementing this initiative um, by pitching stories to, to TV stations all across the country where Orvis has stores, and she's gotten a, a tremendous number of, of local TV stories. 
Yep, we've been putting anchors out in the water. News anchors. Yeah, news anchors. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Pun intended. But uh, (laughs) yeah, each of their stores does a FF 101 class, and it just is a great way to start getting people introduced to the sport of fly fishing. Um, And one of our main tactics was to get kind of the the unconventional anchor out into the water to just kind of have fun with them, show them how to fly fish. Um, And we ended up with about 10 spots around the nation and another um, spot that's gonna be airing soon. I think it's on the 21st with the FC Rain Football Club, which is a soccer team out in Seattle. So it really was an amazing campaign. How do you end up with a client like that? It was purely, again, a relationship. Uh, there's a guy uh, named Tucker Kimball who used to work in a, in a nonprofit in Maine that we worked with about 15 years ago, and we stayed in touch. And then he worked at Gould Academy as a PR person. Then he went to work for Orvis and social media. And when they were looking for a PR agency, um, you know, he thought of Nancy Marshall Communications. Yeah, he had so a good that's experience. How, that's how we ended up. Another um, <clears throat> another really great success story that we've had is years ago we were doing the, the PR, or we did a Marshall Plan for the Maine Beer and Wine Distributors Association. So these are the people that are selling uh, beer and wine into restaurants and bars and stores. And um, they wanted to have a, a responsibility campaign to encourage young people to exhibit responsible behavior around alcohol so in a way it was almost to encourage young people not to drink but they didn't want to have somebody go out and say don't drink because young people would say yeah I, you know I'm not gonna listen to you so we found a um, young woman named Julia Kluke who was an Olympic luge athlete she was on the US luge L-U-G luge team that's kind of like skeleton and um, we literally found her in a gym in a Planet Fitness in Augusta, Maine. She was working out for the, for the Olympic team. And um, we kind of made her into this amazing spokesperson. And she started going into schools. Uh, she went into most of the high schools all around the state and kind of told her story from her heart about what it took growing up in Augusta, Maine to make it onto an Olympic team. And she had a lot of personal challenges and issues, uh, but she she figured out how to really tell her story in a very compelling way. And it, it inspired a lot of young people. And then we started bringing in the, the local state legislators um, and taking photographs and putting them in the local newspaper. Uh, so that was a huge success and positioned our client, the beer and wine distributors, in a very positive light. There's a program that you have, Nancy, um, that you talked to me about called the 12-step personal branding process. I, I was fascinated by this. I think this would be wonderful for a lot of my physician clients. Uh, I could see lawyers getting into this. Just just give us a little bit of discussion on the topic of this process. And Is this a separate product that you have? or? Well, we can do a Marshall Plan for an individual, or we could actually just jump into uh, – implementing our 12 steps to raise somebody's personal profile. So as you know, in this day and age, when you're gonna be seeing a new doctor or meeting a new person, you immediately Google them. So this is all about creating great content 
that gives a lot of information about a person, whether it's a doctor or an author or an expert or whoever it is, uh, to, to fill the, the web with a lot of information about that person. And especially if you have a common name like Joe Smith, and there's a lot of Joe Smiths out there, we want to make sure that there's a lot of good content about the Joe Smith that we are promoting. Um, so it's a multi-pronged process that includes doing an audit of how you currently show up. And you might have had some blunders or some blemishes in your background, and we try to identify those and then create great content and have you go out and do speaking engagements and media appearances uh, so that we can create a lot of great content with good search engine terms. Um, so when people are looking for you, they can learn a lot about you. This is a phenomenal infographic, and I would love to get this thing in front of some of you know, our clients to see. This is a great step-by-step -step process here. That infographic uh, is available on prmaven.com. That's uh, my personal branding website. And it, there's a tab called Process, and uh, you can find that that infographic right there. Well, great, Nancy. Thanks for sharing that with us, and thank you for joining us here today. Um, we've been blessed to have Nancy Marshall with us today. She's the author of PR Works, How to Create, Implement, and Leverage a Public Relations Program for Your Small Business by Nancy Marshall, the PR maven. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. For more information in regards to future podcasts or services discussed, please visit www.glacial.com or call us at 207-878-5900.